It's Film Festival Radio, the show where superstars and future stars happily coexist together. And now, here's your host, Janice Malone. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Film Festival Radio Show. I am so delighted that you took the time from all of your Christmas holiday shopping just for an hour. Take a break. Relax. Get you some, um, it's been kind of cold here in Vegas this week, so get you some hot tea or cocoa or coffee and just Relax for about an hour, listen to us, talk it up, yak it up with our guest, and then you can go back to resuming your shopping business as usual, like you always do it. So we have two, how many guests do we have today? Is it two or three? I forget. I should pay attention to the, I should pay more attention to the script, but uh, we got, the reason I I don't know for sure, because uh, I know on one of our calls, we were, we are supposed to have two guests, but I just got a note saying that one of our guests may not make it. So we're going to either have three or two guests, but either way it goes, we're going to have a show. All right. Before we get to our guests. You know, I love my list, my listicles. I think they call them that. Um, And I want to share this one with you. This is in regards to information about the holidays. So this is our information from our friends at WalletHub, wallethub.com. They're so smart. They have all kinds of really cool information for the public to know about. So they are, of course, the personal finance website. I want to make sure we note that. And so with this particular list of information, uh, according to wallethub.com, projected sales during the holiday will be up to $859 billion, capital B, up projected up to $859 billion for this season. It's, it's one of the highest amounts ever in spite of the pandemic and the job craziness that's going on still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People still got some money out here. So anyway, um, this is their 2021 report of the best places for Christmas celebrations for this year. Yeah, we're going to find, and yes, Vegas is on the list. Now, in order to determine which cities offer the best holly jolly holiday, you know, fun festivities and such, uh, what they did was Wallet Hub compared the 100 biggest U.S. cities based on 32 key indicators. Uh, and these indicators were cities that can offer a safe and very affordable Christmas. So those was those were the two main uh, key indicators. Which cities offered the safest and most affordable Christmas holiday season? And their data uh, ranges from uh, the availability of Christmas traditions uh, to the percentage of residents who are fully vaccinated to the city's overall generosity. So all of these key 
ingredients uh, compiled, help them to compile their list. So out of the 100 cities, here are the top 20 best cities for Christmas, starting with number 20. San Diego. And in my opinion, San Diego is just a great city like Vegas to go to at any time of the year. It can be Arbor Day. That's a good place to go. San Diego and Vegas are just good for any time. Okay, number 19 is Minneapolis. Number 18, Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, Number 17 is Austin. Number 16 is Honolulu. Oh, wow, that's kind of surprised there. Number 15 is Denver. Number 14, Raleigh, North Carolina. And number, uh, no, 14 is Raleigh. 15, as I I said, is Denver. And number 13 is St. Louis. St. Louis, yeah. See you in St. Louis. Uh, As the 13th best city for Christmas. And number 12 is Chicago. And number 11 is Miami. Oh, wow, it's nothing like spending Christmas at South Beach now, is it? Yeah, I did that once. Uh, But anyway, number 10 on the list is Portland, Oregon. Number nine is New York, New York. Getting closer to Vegas. Number eight is Cincinnati. Number seven, Los Angeles. Number six is Seattle. Wait a minute, let's back up. Number seven is, is Los Angeles. And they're talking about affordability and... Okay, that's... Wallet Hub is the expert. Okay. Number five, San Fran, San Francisco. Again, affordability? Really? Okay. Number four is Pittsburgh. Now that makes sense. And number three is us, Vegas. Las Vegas is the number three on the list, best city for Christmas. One of the best cities for Christmas out of a list of 100. We are at number three. I really think we should have been number one, but that's just me and the rest of us. Number two is Orlando, Florida. And number one, drum roll, tacky drum roll. Number one is Atlanta, the ATL. How did, how did, how did this happen, WalletHub.com? Are you sure? Atlanta is number one best city for Christmas over us? Huh. Okay. I mean, it's not like I'm an expert. They are the experts. But either way it goes, you can have a good time at all of these cities. And I mean, really, wherever you are, if you're with friends and family and you're safe and it's not, of course, all about the items and the gifts and all that kind of great stuff. I mean, if you get the gifts, that's cool. Um. Let me give you this really fast. These are some interesting stats. Again, this is from wallethub.com. Uh, Miami, according to them, Miami has the most Christmas tree farms. Miami? Miami has the most Christmas tree farms per square root of the population. Interesting. Orlando has the most gift shops per square root of the population. Los Angeles has the most toy stores per square root of the population. I don't know what square root is. I I don't do math. I'm not a mather. Uh, and, And finally, Seattle has the most food banks per square root of the population. I did not know any of this. I'm very surprised, but that's, that's pretty cool to know. Like I said, it's good information to have fun while your friends 
I wow my friends with it. So anyway, if you'd like to see the full report of where your city ranked on uh, wallethub.com's 100 best cities to celebrate Christmas in accordance to uh, affordability and just a lot of other and safety, a lot of uh, other key factors that they use to measure and make their list. Go to wallethub.com and you will see all of the information right there as to how they specifically went about making their list. And maybe you can compile your own list one day of different, because they have really fun stuff, different topics and such as that. Okay, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we will have our first guest. So you're listening to me, Janice Malone on Film Festival Radio Show. We'll be right back. Okay, we are back with more of the show here on Film Festival Radio Show with me, Janice Malone. Well, if you're feeling a little bit kind of hungry, kind of got the munchy crunchies, well, if you do, you may want to stay tuned right now to hear about my guest. Uh, first, let me tell you about the show. There is a new show on the Disney Plus channel. It's called Food Tastic, and it is available. All 11 episodes are available right now, starting just a couple of, where are we? On the 15th, a couple of days ago. So you can, you can just binge watch the whole show, the whole series, I should say. Food Tastic on the Disney Plus uh, channel. And it is hosted by um, Emmy Award winning actress and television personality Kiki Palmer, along with uh, Emira Kasim, who is the founder of Flower Shop, uh, and New York City's City Cakes founder, Chef Benny Rivera, are the uh, all part of this show because these uh, the latter three are a, uh, a panel of judges. So what Food Tastic is about? It is this uh, competition series in which these really talented, highly skilled food artists, and they create these elaborate scenes of work and these really larger than life sculptures that are entirely made out of food. Yeah vegetables and butter, cheese, fruit, just all the stuff that I love so much. And they transform, um, you know, they make everyday items. They make everyday items that um, we probably see and use and they turned it and they, they make this into works of art from food. Yes. Now each episode has three teams of food artists. And as I said, they transform this food into various characters, various scenes, uh, just masterpieces. And all of this tells a story from Disney's legendary IP. And these are food sculptures that are judged purely on their design, their technical skills, narrative, but not necessarily by taste. And what I really like about this show is that the unused food from each competition is donated to local food banks. So I, hey, so you're getting some really good looking food sculptures and and food scenes and such, but the food that's left over is going to a worthy cause. So you can't beat that. And so we have uh, joining us in just about 
what, 60 more seconds, one of the contestants from um, Foodtastic, uh, her name is Jenna Smith, and she is from the Nashville area. She's from Brentwood, which is a really nice, beautiful suburb of Nashville. As a lot of you know, I've shared with you, I used to live in Nashville for a number of years, so I'm very familiar with Brentwood and Franklin and all this, a very beautiful area. West, uh, what is it called? Uh, I forgot the name of the county, but anyway, it's a really, really ritzy, nice, nice area. So Jenna is not only a contestant on Foodtastic, or she's also a businesswoman. She owns her own business. She's a mom and she's a wife and she's very busy. She's uh, made appearances on other food competition shows, television shows. And so um, we're going to find out more about her. Uh, she has just got a lot going on in addition to um, her own business there. Just, just a lot, just a lot. So let's bring Jenna on board so that we can find out more about Foodtastic, what is more all about from what I've just told you. And also, how does she end up on this, this really cool show on the food, uh, you know, doing dealing with food, food competitions? And how do you get on Disney? Disney Plus. Yeah, how do you do that? Well, Jenna is going to tell you and me and everybody how she did it. So let's bring her on board right now. Well, all right, Miss Jenna, we have you here and you are one of the contestants on uh, Disney Plus upcoming new show, Foodtastic. So, tell, I mean, I know a little bit about the, the, the show, uh, but tell us more about the show and how did you end up on this? Sounds like a fun show here. I mean, this show is going to be absolutely incredible. And I say that as a person who has, one, worked in the food industry for quite a while, but also has done um, a few other different uh, television shows. And this one is like nothing else that anyone has seen. It is going to be just incredible. Um, it's, it's more focused on the food artists themselves and the type of like over the top, amazing displays they can make based on Disney's just massive catalog. Um, and it's more about the camaraderie between the artists and everyone getting to showcase their skill set than the competitive nature that is on a lot of these shows that have been on the air. Um, so that was one reason why I was absolutely on board and wanted to take part in it because Disney is just such a warm and like loving environment. And you'll see that in how happy everyone is and how um, like just excited they are to show off everything they can do in the food world. Uh, and the other reason I really wanted to take part in this show um, and what made it a lot different than anything I've done before is that it brings in food artists from every walk of the food life. And if there, I mean, there are, there are some things that people do with food that I didn't even know was a thing. And this is the industry I work in. Um, so you'll have, you know, butter carvers and people who, who carve fruits and vegetables and ice sculptors and um, definitely people who do what I do, which is a lot more in the confection area, like cakes and cookies and whatnot. But people who have just these incredible skill sets um, and they're just, it's so diverse. So it's not just like a cake person against a cake person. It's someone who is specializes in bread, like one of the girls on my team. Um, and then there might be another team who has someone who's ready to carve into a squash. 
Um, and it, so it was just, it was really, ama- it's really amazing to see all the different types of food, not just one, um, really being displayed and all of them kind of melding together to make these giant, like, over-the-top displays. Did you say a, a butter sculptors? I, <laughs> I've never heard, I heard of the eye sculptors. Butter? Really? There, there is an entire world of butter carving. I had, Trust me, I had no idea either. And pe- there's, like, competitions for butter carving where people see these, like, full busts of people, and it is, the stuff, I'm telling you, the things that I learned about what you can do in the food world just from taking part in this show, that's why I'm, like, so excited for everyone to see it because I only got to see what happened on our episode. Like, I can't even imagine how many amazing, skilled, talented people were doing just crazy things in, in the rest of the episode. Oh, my goodness. I can't wait. I love food competition shows, though. I just love it. Love it. Love it. I guess because I'm such a foodie. Yeah. But this is something interesting. So, okay, I understand that your creation uh, is has a Star Wars theme. So can you – I know you can't tell us much. Yeah. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, right, right, right. My, my lips are sealed on quite a bit of it. Okay. But I will say that uh, when I first knew I was going to be on the show, you know – my team and I, we were like, what are they going to give us? Is it going to be Little Mermaid? Is it going to be Lion King? And, mm-hmm. and you kind of think Disney, first of all, of like just like kind of iconic titles, but then you forget that Disney also, as a part of its massive IP, has, you know, the Avengers, and they have Star Wars. And so when they told us Star Wars, we were like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, it, it hadn't even crossed my mind yet, but then we got so excited, and we were, I mean, we were on board. So our episode specifically... Hello. We oh. dropped you, Jenna. Okay, you there. I'm here now. Yes, I'm here. I have to do. Okay, we... we have Jen. We have Jenna. <laughs> Jenna, hello, Jenna. Let me try recalling her. One second. Okay. Looks like her line dropped. Okay. I'm here. All right. We have Jenna. All right. Hi. I'm so sorry about that. That's okay. So we were in the middle of a butter conversation here <laughs> about the oh well, oh i thought you had asked me about um the star wars episode oh no yeah you're right let's go back uh okay so tell me about i know you can't tell us too much but uh yeah. your creation is a part of a, th- a, a star wars theme so tell us what you can yeah yeah so um it's it's funny because when when my team and I, when we realized we were going to be um, a part of the show, we were all very excited and we were kind of just like, you know, what are they going to give us? Is it going to be Lion King? Is it going to be, you know, Little Mermaid? Um, but you you forget sometimes that Disney has now this ever-growing huge IP, which includes Avengers and now Star Wars. And so when they told us Star Wars, we were kind of like, what? But then the wheels started turning and we're like, this is going to be really fun. And we started getting really excited. Um, and so... When we got there, we were told the um, the the synopsis of basically how our episode was going to go was that uh, a rebel mechanic had called us for help to defeat the Galactic Empire. Um, so we needed to work together as a team to build a brand new ship um, that no one's ever seen to kind of uh, help help the good guys. 
Okay, that's a tall order. That's not exactly like going to Pep Boys and getting some oil for yes. your car or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty big. So. Yeah, and and and, a lot of, and and it wasn't just you know a small ship. It wasn't can you make us you know a one foot ship or mm-hmm. I mean even for me I think the largest um, display I ever did was about three foot by three foot on, and I will tell you that this one is going to be. Much larger than that. Much larger. Okay. That much we do know. So, okay. Uh, I don't know if you're allowed to to answer this, but I'm just going to ask anyway. All of the contestants, you ladies and gents, you have... No idea at all. Do you? You have no. So you, that means you have no time to to practice, rehearse any of this. You just walk in and they say, "Okay, this is what you're doing." Is that how it goes? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wow, that yeah. is nerve wracking. Well, yeah, totally. We know the good news is is that we we know our team okay. and we know our team's skill set. So part of my team was called the Carving Queens, and on my team um, were both Melanie and Annie. And Melanie Baker is an amazing amazing um cake person she's in the same world as i am that's how i know her and i'm friends with her is that we um we're in the same industry we bounce a lot of the same ideas off each other if i'm you know struggling with a cake concept or a structure um a lot of times i'll send her a note and she's like this is what i would do um so she's been a really great like ally for me so when we when we um knew the show was coming up we were like we have to do this um and her and i both uh, love Annie, and we follow Annie. Annie's on the East Coast, and she's actually a bread maker. Um, and not by trade, this is just her secondary thing that she's gotten into only since the pandemic, and she is absolutely incredible. She makes so many amazing things out of bread. Um, and we were like, we have to have her on our team. I don't know yet what we're going to be able to make with bread, but she's going to come up with something amazing. Well, Annie and the butter sculptors, uh, they would make great combination there. Man. Right? I know. Could you imagine if the bread and butter people were on the same team? Yes, it would be. Oh, I, goodness. I don't think as a uh, fellow contestant I would be able to get anything done. I'd just keep walking over to their station and be like, hey, so about the bread and butter. Do we have any more of that? Exactly. Well, how many hours are you guys uh, given to complete these creations? Um, I don't, I, it, it was within a day. I, I can't remember the exact amount of hours that we were given, but, um, it, I'll tell you this, it's something that I would normally make, um, over the span in my own shop over the span of like a week. Uh, we did in a day. So okay. it, it was, um, it was crazy. It was madness, but like the, the, the most fun madness you could probably imagine. So, okay. To get, on Foodtastic, did you and your yeah. team, did you have to audition? Do you have to send in a, a video? Or how did this happen? Yeah, so um, someone, a casting uh, agency, reached out to us. Um, both Melanie and I and Annie as well um, are very active in social media, so I think we were all um, kind of found in that world. But once we did, they were like, hey, this is great that you can make um, cake. And we know, obviously, that you can do cake and cookies from, you know, your, from everything that we've seen. But can you work with any other food? So they wanted us to put together something um, to show them that we could create uh, out of other foods. Um, so I, this was actually 
last year. So I put together um, out of fruits and vegetables um, a Mickey Mouse holding a Christmas wreath. Oh, goodness. Um, with That's a cute. Santa hat on. And that was all done out of bell peppers and kale and broccoli and um, mashed potatoes and rice and like tons, like every different food I could think of. Uh, I think I came home with like two carts full of groceries and my husband's like, what are you doing with all of this? <laughs> oh my goodness. A very healthy Mickey Mouse there. I, I might want to add. Yes, yeah. <laughs> very and it was, and it, I'll tell you, it was really outside of my wheelhouse, but it was really fun. And I thought, you know, if they put me on this and I, and I know I'm comfortable with cake and cookies and sweets and that kind of stuff, if I can even do part of this one, um, like this Mickey, then, you know, hopefully I'll be able to add enough for my team you know, to, to get us by. Well, I got two last questions here. Uh, first yeah. being, okay, Holland, we're in the holiday season. I can only imagine. What is it going to look like at your house as far as baked goods and, and all of this? And you got the show coming on uh, December 15th. <laughs> That's a lot. So so what can, can yeah. people expect, your family and friends? Yeah, well, so actually, um, we just moved. Uh, we moved to the Nashville area, and we had a house that we um, that we have had built, and we've been working on it. It's been such a labor of love for the last year, and designing it and designing all pieces of it. And I just actually this week decided that I think I want to make an entire gingerbread replica of this house. Oh, wow. How cool. To have out on display um, and maybe uh, to uh, give to our, our build team that helped us. Oh, what a nice, oh, that's so unique and customized and personable. That's wonderful, <laughs> Janet. I love that idea. Yeah. Love it. And Ginger, last... Gingerbread's been one of my favorite uh, favorite mediums, and I've, I've done some really giant gingerbread stuff, so... Um, I, I thought that would be the one way this holiday season that I could kind of give back to everybody else who's been so nice to us this year. Oh, yeah. Gingerbread and, and chocolate milk is one of my favorite snacks. So. Oh, Reminds yeah. Me. I like that. That is really good. And so lastly here, uh, how can people see your work uh, away from Foodtastic? And I understand you said you, you've been a part of other TV shows. Tell me about those two shows, and then how can people see your work? Yeah. So... My own baking uh, company called Smoky Hollow Baking Co. Okay. Um, and it started in LA. We're going to move it here to Nashville um, soon. So I'm going to start posting different opportunities that we're doing, including like classes and things like that um, here in the Nashville area. But um, on my website, which is smokyhollowbakingco.com, um, our Instagram handle backslash Smoky Yellow Bacon Co. or Facebook backslash Smoky Yellow Bacon Co. That's where I post all of our, um, all of the latest information on uh, watching the, the Foodtastic series, but also some of the, you know, fun things we've created recently. Um, and the last show that I was on, uh, which actually uh, you could probably see this time of year, was the Christmas Cookie Challenge on Food Network. Um, so I took part in that. I was in season two, episode one, and it was all about um, Christmas vacation. So that was really fun. Well, Jenna, it sounds like the next step for you after Foodtastic airs is having your own show. My goodness, you're just a regular here. <laughs> yes. You know what? I would I would love that. Um, I, I love the food world. I, I didn't start in this world. I had a totally other job and a totally different world. And um, I just loved baking so much ever since I was a kid. And 
I just, I knew that if I had a hard day at work, I would come home and I would bake. And that was the thing that would make me happy. And so one day I was just like, what am I doing? And kind of took this leap of faith and started baking a lot more. And it, it, it grew and grew and grew. And we opened the, I opened my own bakery, um, four or five years ago. And it's just, it's just been such a passion of mine. So to be able to showcase it on Disney of all things, is just, it's still kind of mind blowing to me right now, but I just, I can't wait for everyone to see it. Well, I can't wait either because, as I said, I am a huge fan of cooking competition shows. And again, it's December 15th. People can just binge, eat, and binge watch. (laughs) Exactly. The entire series will be available on December 15th, all of the different episodes. And they range from everything from, like, The Lion King and up to Avengers and and our episode, which is Star Wars. So I think between the food aspect of it, the different like cartoons and Disney IP, there's really something for everyone. I, I have my own family, my own two young boys who are five and seven, and they are so excited for the series oh. to come out. So I'm like, I really hope that something that the whole family can get behind and watch, especially during the holidays. Um, I think it's, it's just going to be great. Oh, I, I know it will be. This is a good time of year to just binge watch and binge eat. Get away from football right? for a minute there, folks. <laughs> get yourself some cake, get yourself some bread and butter. Yes the butter please uh but anyway (laughs) jenna thank you so much you're such a delight i see why you're so popular on these uh cooking shows because you have such a great personality and we'll be tuning in oh thank you yeah we're gonna tune in starting december 15th and just binge all day long so thank you again so happy for it okay okay take care and happy holidays to you you too okay bye-bye bye-bye Okay, what a delight she is. Uh, Again, make sure that you tune in on December 15th. You can binge watch all episodes on Disney Plus Foodtastic. 11 episodes in all. It's a series, of course. And they will upload them all on December 15th, Disney Plus channel. If you're already a subscriber, you know what to do. Just click on whatever number. And if you're not, Maybe this will be a good time to sign up for it during the holiday season. So we'll be back with our next guest right after this. Film Festival Radio with Janice Malone will be right back after this. Hey, I'm Sherry Shepard, and you're listening to Film Festival Radio with Janice Malone. Okay, I really do enjoy reading those uh, list listicles i think sometimes that's what they're called i never know the difference between a listicle and a list to me it's a list and it's a list of really fun information to know about that's just it just keep it simple nobody gets hurt like that okay let's get to our guest here for those of you who are familiar uh, with a lot of the shows on the BET television network, and you're an avid viewer, as I am, and millions of others out there, their new show, one of their original scripted shows, is called Twenties. And it is, um, it, when it premiered, it received a lot of critical acclaim because it was the first time portrayal of a masculine presenting queer woman of color as the lead in a primetime show. And as I said, this is a scripted series. It was created and written by award-winning actress, writer, producer, and showrunner, Lena Waite. 
Now, 20s also marks the first time that the BET Network has been nominated for a GLAAD Media Award for a series. And so 20s, if you haven't seen the show, it's, it's a show about 20-somethings who are just simply trying to figure it out. They're trying to figure out life and their social life, their love interests, their work, their family, groceries. They're just trying to figure it out. It's it's a very entertaining show. And one of the stars of 20s is actress uh, Nia Gervier, who is best known for her role in the Netflix series Dear White People, where she portrayed the role of Kelsey Phillips. Remember Kelsey Phillips from Dear White People? Well, she did that role for three seasons. And now she is a part of the uh, the new show 20s, a part of that cast. So we are going to chat with her to find out more about her role on the show. Uh, just everything. Just get all into her business like we do. You know, we're really good about getting into people's business. So uh, we're going to find out all, all about the yeah, we're going to do that right now. So let's let's roll it right now with Nia. Today and tomorrow, and she's going to take okay. about five minutes with you here. So, okay. if you're ready, you can say hi to Janice. Hi, Janice. Well, good morning, Miss Nia. How are you this morning? I am well, thank you. Well, that's good to hear. So, as we uh, sip on our tea and coffee and such, uh, we can get to talking about twenties. So the the season two is is wrapping up and such. So for those uh, of people out here who are viewers or fans of the show, tell us more about your character and do you like her or any similarities between you and your character or just what? Um, I do like her. She's a bit bossy. She's also quite bougie, but um, I think that I think I like her. Um, I she Vanessa uh, pops in in the middle of the season to help her sister um, live her best life and sort of nip and tuck the areas that she sees that uh, that she thinks need fixing. Um, but what's really happening underneath is that she wants to do her own healing and to make sure that her sister Mia and Mia's friends don't make similar mistakes in their lives that she made in her. Uh-huh. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Sisters helping each other, you know. For, for. Absolutely. Well, now, the show uh, basically is um, a show about navigating and, and helping 
people to get through their adulthood uh, of the tw- while they're in their 20s, relationships and such, diversity at work, all of that, what people are experiencing nowadays. So are there any any similarities as far as your life, uh, your real life in your 20s, anything that you've experienced that this show has, has done or shown or storylines or anything of that nature? Absolutely. Um, I think I connect most um, closely and specifically with the sisterhood on this show, with um, with this like intersection of where friendship meets family, and um, I think that when that occurs, you're able to grow a bit deeper because um, the friendship, the friends dig a bit deeper and help like um, catapult each other into the lives that they are believing for themselves. And so um, that's where I connect with um, the show the most. Now, of course, the show was uh, written and created by the very talented superstar Lena Waithe. Was this your first time working yes. with her or one of on one of her projects? And what was that like for you? Um, no. So Lena's actually a very near and dear friend. Um, she's one of my best friends here and part of my tribe and community. Um, and we are friendship and family. Um, and it's maybe my third time of us working together. So, um, yeah, I'm honored to be working with her again. And I'm also so proud of all that she is and all that she does for um, our culture and for the artist community. That's and for the black community as well. It's very important. Very much, much so. And then I also want to add that 20s has been nominated for a GLAAD Media Award in the uh, Best Series category. So that's a congratulations for all of that, for the cast and Lena and everyone concerned, which is great. Yes, it's so exciting. And it's very important work that um, the show is so diverse um, in whether that's like because it's filled with people of color, behind the scenes, uh, both on and off camera. And also, it is um, there is a black female lead who is queer, and it's very important to showcase that, and the world is more than ready for it. And I think that um, it's diversity that covers, like, every spectrum, and I think that that's really important, and I'm proud to be a part of it. And now that uh, season two is, is wrapped up here, uh, are you free to say what's happening for you project-wise next, or can you talk about it, or what? <laughs> um, I will say that there are things happening. I'm not able to talk about them yet, but I can say that I'm excited, and um, I would encourage people to keep their eyes peeled, and um, hopefully I can say something more about it soon. Okay, we'll just have to be on the mystery there for that. <laughs> and so, uh, can you share with us, uh, do you have very big holiday Christmas, New Year's plans, or, or can you share that? Oh, yes, I can definitely share that. So Christmas, I will spend at home um, with my boyfriend, which I'm very excited about. And then I will be heading out of town for the New Year, which I'm also very excited about. Um, I think I'm in need of a little trip. Yeah, all of you have been working so hard on 20s, and so, yeah, that's a good way to... 
to end this the year and start the new one at, at that. And yeah. so and so finally, uh, are you uh, do you write and create and produce um, or any aspirations for that or directing? Um, I don't write, um, but I do definitely have aspirations to creatively produce. And it's something that I'm working on currently and really excited about. <laughs> okay. And definitely finally. So I look forward to sharing more of that in the near future. Oh, well, we want to hear about it for sure. Well, now tell me about, uh, I do understand that you have a very good big talent for interior design. How serious is that? Um, it is. So acting is my purpose and design is definitely a passion of mine. So um, I have a boutique design company, and I um, I love uh, helping people have their homes, like, rise up to meet them. So I typically only do it for, it's sort of like a thing that happens by word of mouth, and I judge people's homes that I love and know really well. So um, it is definitely um, one of my love languages and something that is very rewarding and I enjoy, because I think that... Um, Especially over the past two years, I'm sure that we all have come to realize how important the space that we live in um, and how important it is and what it means for our emotional and mental health and um, how important our homes are to us. It's, it's like baseline self-care. <laughs> it is, for definitely for sure. So what's, what is the name of uh, your interior design business, and is there uh, Instagram or websites that we can go look at some of your work or what? So there is not an Instagram or a website. It's called Set Atelier, and um, I do it with one of my nearest and dearest friends. Her name is McKinney, and um, it's not something that we share publicly. So there is not an Instagram, but if you go to my Instagram page, um, there might be a post or two okay. of some of my past work. And what is your <laughs> your Instagram handle? And we can go see everything and just keep following your it career. Is, sure. My handle is Mia Gervier, J-E-R-V-I-E-R. Okay. That is a real easy one to remember because... People who are already yes. your fans, all they have to do is just put the little at sign, and there we are. That is My it. name. With your name. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Miss Nia, thank you so much for the chat and giving us some backstory about the show and what's coming next for you and the holiday season and just everything. So thank you so much for the chat. Thank you for having me. Okay, and happy holidays to you and your family. Thank you. Happy holidays to you as well. Okay, take care then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, before we proceed on with the show, I want to tell you about a quick audition notice that I got uh, a couple of hours ago. Actually, I got four audition notices, but I don't think we're going to have time for all four. But let me tell you about this one really fast here before our guest uh, calls in. If you are a fan of, remember that show, Dirty Jobs? I used to love that show. Uh, Zombie House Flippers, I love that show too. If you are a fan of any of those shows, well, guess what? The producers who created those shows, they are launching a nationwide audition search. And they're going to do another 
reality television show, a national one, on a major cable network. And they're looking for people who are flippers, who can buy, renovate, sell, run down, or neglected homes. And if you can do any of that, or maybe you're already doing it, you have a business that's doing that, they want to hear from you because they're launching a brand new TV show. Yeah, keep listening. Okay, so if you are an investor, contractor, a builder, designers, architects, uh, real estate agents, project managers, if you are any of those types of, uh, in, in any of those professions, you are the people that they're looking for because maybe you have a team. Maybe you have a team. If you have a team that does that, what they want you to do, they want you or your team to have a proven history of success. If you can purchase at least three to five homes at a time. And if you don't mind getting your hands dirty with some of the worst properties in your city, which of course would be here in Vegas, then yeah, try out for this, this show. Okay. So what you need to do is real simple. Step one is email your name, your phone number, and a recent photograph of yourself or maybe your team that works with you in flipping these houses and such. And give a brief explanation as to why you think that you would be great for this brand new upcoming national television reality show. And send that information to flippingtvcasting at gmail.com. That's it. Flipping TV casting at gmail.com. And who knows, if you get on this show, I can have a uh, chat with you. You can be here on my show and talk about your experiences of being on this new show. I don't see, um, I don't see a, a, what do you call it? A, A deadline for when to send this information in. So if I were you, I would send it as soon as possible. Again, name, phone number, photograph of yourself or your team, and a brief explanation as to why you think you're right for this new television show, email address flippingtvcasting at gmail.com. That's it. Okay, we'll be back with more of the show right after this. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel. Okay, that was the beautiful voice of the one and only four-time Grammy Award-winning gospel singer, songwriter, and producer, Karen Clark Sheard. And that was just a portion of a performance that she did earlier this week on the Nick Cannon show. And so Karen and I had the opportunity to uh, do a quick pre-recorded chat earlier this morning. And that is in promotion of an upcoming new television movie that will be premiering on the Oprah Winfrey own network. And the film is titled Song and Story, Amazing Grace. And this film is a part of a a new collection of movies that are based on inspirational songs. I think that's a wonderful concept. And these movies uh, are centered around 
some of the lyrics of some of the songs. And as you know, they explore uh, ups and downs, the challenges and triumphs of life that all of us have gone through. But they're using and building the storyline of around some of these wonderful classic hymns, uh, songs that we've all grew up listening to uh, over the years, over the many decades. So this film, Song and Story, Amazing Grace, airs on December 21st on the OWN Network, so you can check your listings in your city to make sure what time it comes on. So as I said, Karen is... um, has won four Grammy Awards, and she's not only a very talented singer, but she's also an actress, and she's been in several uh, films over the last decade or so. So uh, I am just so delighted to chat with her. I haven't talked to her in several years. So let's roll my earlier this morning pre-recorded chat with the one and only Karen Clark Sheard. Let's roll it right now. Okay. Are we ready? Yeah, there we go. Roll it. Hello. Hello, it's Janice. Okay. And you have Karen on the line. Well, good morning, Karen. Good morning. It is such a pleasure to chat with you. I am, uh, I will get say this early on, I grew up Kojic, got uncles that are in the, in the, uh, in the uh, denomination for many years. So I say from one Kojic person to the other, good morning. Oh, God bless you. Well, God bless you, my home girl, if you allow me to say that. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, let's get at the business at hand here. Um, the Oprah Winfrey Network, this new collection of films based on inspirational songs, Song and Story, Amazing Grace. And you are one of the lead actresses in this, the uh, film. Tell us about your role and tell us about Song and Story, Amazing Grace. Of course, I am playing the role of, um, I would say, the patriarch of the neighborhood, the family, the, you know, that. Uh, Everybody have that grandmother or that auntie that will tell you the real deal, and you know, that yes. have that good home cooked meal. Absolutely. You know? And I'm and I'm playing that role of, you know, just being the the um, uh, epitome of giving grace and having my open arms of grace, despite the triumphs and the uh, trials that they that these women have encountered. And I'm playing, playing that role, and my role is Grandma Mabel. And, um, you know, of course, Jesus gave a great example, so I'm pretty much just um, laying the foundation of this is, you know, who we are supposed to, uh, you know, we are supposed to just embody grace, you know, and put ourselves in the grace. And sometimes you have to allow that grace to um, extend it to someone else because you're going to need it too. So I'm a part of just being that example of um, embracing them, them opening up, uh, giving hope in the message. And then, of course, this song, um, Amazing Grace, 
uh, is the epitome, you know, of laying the foundation, the lyrics in the song. Of every everybody knows it, and then it just even the next generation can can even relate to this song and this storyline in the movie. Now, uh, are there any scenes where? we will actually get to hear your beautiful voice or are you part of the soundtrack or, or what? I am. I'm part of the soundtrack and I am singing in the movie. Oh, wow. I can't wait for that. Now, um, this movie airs on the OWN Network on December 21st. Now, uh, at your house, in your beautiful home, is there going to be a big viewing party among family and friends or how is that going to happen? Yes, I'm tr- I'm going to try to put something together where we can all watch it and, and just enjoy. And I think this is so timely that it's coming out right before the holidays. And I, I, I just want to admonish, get your families together, get your sisters together. I'm telling you, it's going to bless you because everybody can relate to this storyline. You know, there's, there's something that um, uh, everybody can relate to because we have had, we have either given grace or grace has been extended to us. Mm-hmm. So either way it goes, everybody can relate to this movie. Absolutely. And my final question, if I can squeeze it in for three minutes, the Clark sisters, first ladies of gospel was such a blockbuster hit. Um, people are asking, will there ever be a sequel to it? Oh, my goodness. Um, well, we're working on that, actually. Um, we're working on that. It's been a conversation about it. So, yes, because it's uh, it, it did so well. So, yeah, we're, we're working on it. Oh, that's wonderful to hear. Well, Miss Karen, I should say First Lady Karen, uh, thank you so much. I wish I had longer to chat with you, but they're giving me the signal. I got two whole minutes. So Merry Christmas to you and your family. Thank you so much for the chat. And we will be looking at you and the rest of the cast, song and story, Amazing Grace on the OWN Network, December 21st. Thank you. God bless you. And thank you for having me. Absolutely. Take care then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, Karen, uh, for the chat. Lots going on here with all of our guests here. And so for those of you who are big fans of the Clark Sisters, that is so good to hear that there are little bitty talks being done as we speak about a possible sequel to the uh, the Clark family uh movie, television movie that Lifetime did, and it was a ratings blockbuster. So possibility there might be a sequel. Okay, we are so out of time. Gosh, we had a lot of guests today. Thank you to all of you, all of the guests on our show. And of course, thank you to all of the listeners who listen to our show. So if you're still shopping, keep on doing it. And so what we will do is see you guys next Saturday on another edition of Film Festival Radio. Take care. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another edition of Film Festival Radio with your host, Janice Malone. Be sure to download this and other episodes at filmfestivalradio.com.